again, and welcome to the Red Dwarf IntroCast, where longtime fans and not newbies, uh, but, you know, still new to a couple of things, journey together into the deepest, darkest regions of space as we talk about Red Dwarf episode by episode and post-episode by unaired episode by book chapter. Uh, this week, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a series nothing episode theoretical nothing. Body Snatcher. <laughs> Uh, Body Snatcher, an unaired script uh, that we have in storyboard form and uh, excellently performed by Chris Berry. But first, uh, my name is Heath. I'm Angela. I'm Shane. I'm Rosie. Hi, Rosie. Hello, Hello, Rosie. Rosie's back. Back Back again. again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You see, I've been doing the show too long. You've, You've picked up on all of my jokes. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That happens when I teach, too. Near the end of the semester, the kids just start rolling their eyes because they know all of my stupid gags. (laughs) Anyway. um, Cool. Well, this should be lots of fun. Um, Shane, did you want to give an episode synopsis? Yes, I do. Uh, Vista wakes up totally bold with bits of hair all over the bed. At first... At first, it seems the problem is stress, but it turns out Rimmers, who secretly employed the scutters to steal Vista's hair. Cool. (laughs) So, um, before we get into the actual plot of this episode, I guess uh, we will probably need a bit of background and history as to, like, how far this went and to why they decided to go with other episodes instead of it and that kind of thing. I.e., what is it? What is it? Can I... Can I make a confession at this point? No. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I just watched it for the first time um, just before we recorded. Yay, another newbie. I know, even newbier than the newbies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just, it's something that, because I've been in the fandom for a long time, but in a very different way, because I've never been part of an online community mm. um, or forums or anything else i watched red dwarf and loved it to bits as you know but had never sort of picked up this extra stuff um so it was really interesting and i wish i'd seen it before now but i'm sorry i (laughs) i can't pretend to be an expert on this but i (laughs) i think it's yeah see i expect you to be an expert in all things well i was gonna just blag it (laughs) (laughs) Um, what does black mean? Oh, <laughs> I was gonna wing it. Okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> See, I think I know all of the British slang, and then suddenly I'm just gonna blag it, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I don't know if that's really rude or not. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm never rude. Oh, we're right. just chaffering up the bag end here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's what we're doing. Sure. That's a thing. Um, Anyway, when Shane said he didn't have a guest, I thought, well, it'll be really interesting. I'll watch it all and and have a look. And I really wish I'd seen it before now. But I I think I'd I'd just say that I come from a very different part of the fandom, which is just my own. (laughs) (laughs) The one I've created. Uh, so, Shane, do you anyway, have... Sorry, uh, sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, do you have any background history for us on this? Uh, I, I have a ton of background, so I could be here for a while. Can we get the uh, ex- expurgated version? <laughs> <laughs> Had the BBC technician not gone on strike in 1987 and prevented the recording on the first series of Red Dwarf on this first attempt, Body Snatcher would have been made in broadcast. As it turned out, all the episodes were rehearsed week by week and none of them were recorded. When cast and crew come back for a second try later that year, the writers decided to drop Body Snatcher and replace it with another episode which became Me Squared. Mm-hmm. Which I think was a good decision. Well, there there were things that worked in this episode. There were. There were. I just think if it comes between Double Rimmer and Double Lister, yeah. I'm going to go with Double Rimmer. I don't think Craig Charles had the acting chops at this time to pull this off. Double yeah. Rimmer all the yep. way across the <laughs> sky. I, I think I did say that on the, on the, uh, the last spoiler cast that, um, because I had read up about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just hadn't seen it properly. But yeah, I think at this point they were probably thinking how can we use chris barry as much and and (laughs) having having a plot where you know 
they're going to use double lister or, or anything else is not going to work. They want to use CRISPR as much as they possibly can. So me squared would have been a much better option for that. It, it was weird watching this because... So I just recently listened to the, the first... I'd read the first book, but I listened to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're doing sort of a casual rewatch of the whole series. So I've, I've recently watched these first few episodes, which some of the jokes from from this pop up in that they, they yeah. use some of their material. So it's like, it's weird how they're like snatches of ideas just get recycled into other forms. Mm-hmm. Let me just say at this point, the script at the time was never actually completed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it come to, um, 2007, uh, Rob Grant and Doug Naylor actually got back together to do a overhaul of this episode and actually write the ending. Mm-hmm. which was the first time in uh, many, many years since they actually wrote together, I think it was something like 14 years. Yeah. Aww. Well, it was a good ending. It was, it was. So, yeah, that, and one thing that I actually liked um, was the the beginning and ending, the, the frame that they set up there of Rimmer holding the meeting and, <laughs> and calling <laughs> roll one by one. That's that's such a Romarian thing to do for all one hundred and and sixteen or and or one thousand one hundred and sixty seven crew members. Yeah. <laughs> Depending. I mean, I don't know. It's just if it's just because he he read the audio books and obviously did a really good job on that, but it. There were a lot of phrases and takes from this that reminded me of just it just felt like a crossover mm-hmm. between the audio books and you know a couple of the episodes you're right you know the, some of the jokes were still in some of the episodes some of them i mean some jokes were were quite good, some of them missed it completely, but it it felt like a culmination of a lot of things that they eventually just went. Yeah, this isn't going to work. We can't tie up all the loose ends here we can't <laughs> we can't move it forwards or you know, fit it anywhere. Mm. So. Well, I think, I think the thing that made me happy that this didn't get produced was sort of the casual way that Lister just turns off Rimmer. Mm-hmm. And that I think just, I don't know. Like, I know it's sort of more in character at the beginning of the series where they hadn't really built this whole relationship, but like the ending of me squared and the gazpacho soup scene and the fact that he wasn't going to turn off Rimmer, that he was going to turn off, you know, the duplicates, I think was really nice setting up the relationship. Yeah. But then in, in this episode, Rimmer was so incredibly neurotic. He was going completely mm-hmm. off, off the wall immediately yeah. i mean he was he he wasn't st- we've seen him sort of move through a very long journey and then you know lose it again towards the end or whatever yeah. <laughs> but we've seen him start off and they they start off very tentatively and grow to like each other whereas in this episode he was immediately right i want this i'm going to do this i'm going to and and it, it wasn't a very good start to to their relationship building so perhaps mm. he Lister would have at this point said, "Yeah, just turn him off." So that's exactly why it doesn't fit. You know, it, it would have been too soon to to bring in that kind of neurosis. And they, I him. think, they explored uh, the concept better. I think in um, uh, Balance of Power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to, you know, when he was trying to barter for Kachansky's hologram, um, I think they explored that better. That you know, uh, Lister's preferred companions to what he probably needs and yeah so the, the, there were themes in this that worked but they worked a lot better uh and when they were yeah. explored at depth both in me squared and balance of power i think as a combination worked better yeah and there were a couple of good conversations oh that there were that there were um yeah yeah i mean this episode, for budgetary reasons, could never have gotten made. Really, could it? Why? Uh, I'm going for the budgetary. <clears throat> there was so much, well, the BBC, the, the first season of Red Dwarf had a really, really tight budget. So, yeah. tr- having two fighting scutters, 
having a fire on the set. But the way they were doing oh, this... fire okay, on the set, yeah. Well, but they were always blowing things up. Um, the, in fact, they had a fire on the set in uh, episode two, yeah? Yeah. And and then this would have been the second episode again. And it, it was, I can't see that there was that much in it. That I mean, it was set on the ship. It wasn't... Now, the scudders, though, the way they were doing them, I mean, you could have done puppets for the close-up shots when they were trying to write, and then smacking each other is not too... I guess having the one break would mm. would have been costly. But all you would have to do is just have it sort like, of cut away and, and have it fall have... over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Robin Grant. Okay, Robin Grant. I'm talking to you guys, Robin Grant. You don't have to explode everything. (laughs) Everything doesn't have to explode. I know American television has taught you differently. Because every car wreck explodes. Menix. (laughs) But, you know, things can break without exploding. Yeah, I'm just imagining now two hands on screen going, (laughs) shut up, you, shut up. (laughs) Just falling down. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the the way that they were cutting corners with the budget and everything in the first season, I don't think it was that much technically costly. Or it, I don't think it would have been that much more costly than what they ended up doing. I can't um, see it. I think it must have just been the the fact that they couldn't fit so many different aspects into the eventual plot. Mm. So what? And, and the way the characters were going. Sorry, carry on. Oh no, not at all. What what were some of the conversations that were uh, because yeah, I'm I'm I wish I had a script in front of me so I didn't have to recall beginning to end, but yeah, there were a lot of really good Lister and and Rimmer moments that uh, reminded me a bit of like Marooned even. Yeah, there was the first one where like Rimmer kept keeps yelling, you know, you need me. And yeah. he's yeah. like, "Why? Yeah. Me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he he goes a bit over the edge, but yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, I think they're trying to they show they're trying to show that he is losing his mind, mm-hmm. obviously, but it's it's too soon, and he's immediately going, "Well, my parents were this, and I need to be in the space school," and it's just it's just too much to build up anybody's character from you know he was already neurotic, but he. Yeah. Well, I love. And, uh, um, sorry, I was just going to say, can I mention the first book or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah we've why both not? read it. Yeah, um, because in the first book you have um, the meeting with uh, Rimmer when he's finally sort of head of Z Shift, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does the whole speech of he's you know he's suddenly got his thing that he's in charge and he's you know he's going sit down in the back and yeah. <laughs> speak mm-hmm. when you've spoken to and everything else and that is what he wants in life but it was just such i i think if they if they put this after the first episode it would have been very jarring to see him like that immediately it maybe <clears throat> i loved his his um justification that lister couldn't be the the apex of the human race, and clearly it was meant to be him, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although his belief that everything happens for a reason yes. does seem a bit out of character for him. Yeah. yeah. Rimmer, Rimmer believes in luck, and specifically that other people have it and he doesn't. And, <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's a character change that I don't think they had quite figured out yet with this early version of Rimmer. Also, aliens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The Quagars. Quagars. <laughs> oh, what else did I like? I loved the Scudder scene. Um, that was good. That he was having to teach them. He thought that he could teach them cloning in eight weeks. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he. I was thinking about you in him teaching them how to make the letter A because. Oh yeah. Uh, one of he's uh, teaching uh, teaching of uh, exercises, not exercises, assignments has been uh, they have to produce instructions to do yeah, something. I, I teach business writing, and that's one of the things they do is uh, take something that they're good at and write out instructions, make a, an instruction set for somebody to follow. 
And it's really funny because, you know, they'll think that they have it. And then we have a day where we test those instructions and they have to bring in materials and have someone, you know, we do essentially usability testing. And the they don't realize how much they've left out or how ambiguous their instructions are because they already know how to do it. And so, yeah, listening to Rimmer, okay, a horizontal, 45-degree angle, 45-degree angle, and then, okay, pick it up, no, no, the pit, no, okay. Yeah, it was a lot like that. Yeah, and then you say, hit him! No. <laughs> no. But then this this was a scene that was then put into confidence and paranoia in a way, wasn't it? Because they have, their, they have him saying, stab him, stab him. Stab him. Yes. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. So he's he's trying to use the scutters in you know to his advantage in that episode. So it must have been mm-hmm. yeah, it's an idea that's that's taken off. I hadn't yeah. made that. Can I? It's I. I don't think I actually watched Confidence and Paranoia in my rewatching. I got to get back to that one. Yeah, stab well, that's him. The- For God's sake, stab him. That's the next one that I have to write a review on. By the way, I've been posting in the Red War Forum and the Ganymede and Titan Forum informal rewatch reviews. Please check them out. <laughs> that that was my ad. It was good. <laughs> yeah, and we've gotten some ads to the Facebook group, I think, because of that. Yep. Including yep. one person who turned out not to be a real person and just spammed us with some stupid ads. But, Ugh. you know. That happens. Yeah. Tit for tat. I I don't think they were selling that. No. And is tat some sort of uh, strange British currency that I've never heard of? Anyway. Yes, it is. So. Next uh, week. We're getting a bit blue there. (laughs) Um, Let's see what else was in this episode that was good. Uh, A cat... And the cat and Rimmer standoff, I enjoyed. Yeah, that was a little different than they played it. Like Rimmer perceiving him as a threat and... Yeah. Well, in the first episode, he tries to do the fako karate thing. And, like, he just runs through Cat um, and falls through him, like when they first meet Cat. Yeah, when they, but in this, I'm assuming he already had met Cat, and so yeah. it's a bit odd that they were still on those kind of terms. No, but the, uh, but the thing about Cat in this episode is that he think about is cat. a cat. Yeah, thing about Cat yeah. is that he's he's a cat, and he doesn't interact with anybody at all. He he's just there mm-hmm. in the background, you know, just like a cat would be, just mm. sort of. He, well, he was the, sort of like that in season one. He was, but they very quickly moved it on. This whole episode yeah. he doesn't interact with anybody at all. Yeah. Okay. You know, I didn't think about that. That being maybe more the original concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they I were going to keep him in the background and he's sort of sticking his head in, you know, I don't know, watching you when you're on the toilet. I don't know what cats do. <laughs> they just follow they you do about. very much that. <laughs> yeah. I I they have, have no personal boundaries. Exactly. They just go, will walk can I, over you. And yeah, could I, you know, this person's on the floor, half dead. Could I steal their shoes or their food on this occasion? <laughs> and um, yeah, so he was used very much in, in that way. And I guess maybe they thought they couldn't move his character on quite so quickly if they had a whole episode of that. Yeah. I do have a question. Um, this, the episode, as you saw, was about... Th- uh, 38 minutes long mm-hmm. which is about 8 minutes longer than a normal episode mm-hmm. which means they would have had to cut out 8 minutes what would you what would, you, what would <gasps> well, you have cut out now some of it would have taken care of itself because it's a lot quicker to show a model shot than to say yeah. model shot the red dwarf is floating in front of um, so yeah. I mean they probably yeah but they would have still ended up about 6 minutes over yeah um Good question. Well, it depends on... There were a couple scenes that happen in other episodes. So would would this be in a time when some of those scenes would have taken place in other episodes? Mm. Um, I don't know. But... But then um, I guess, yeah, if they'd gone on to to write this episode they would have edited things out anyway and they wouldn't yeah. have gone on to, 
to be in future episodes. Or- yeah, <laughs> I, definitely. I feel like there was they would have had to cut more at the beginning because yeah. They would have had to have had time to have two listers on the screen, since that would be sort of the point of the episode. Um, yeah. It did feel sort of like, you remember when we were complaining about season six, when they would save the gimmick of the episode for the last five minutes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, Wild West World, for five minutes! <laughs> <laughs> it did seem very top-heavy, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so perhaps that's what you mean about budgetary reasons that yeah. they then went on to do exactly what Angela said that they they have all all the rest of the blurb all the way through and then put the gimmick in I don't know so, they might have cut the scutter scene because it was not really necessary for the plot I think they could have cut yeah. they they could Although have that, kept it but cut the time in half easily Mhm I mean you can abbreviate that really quickly Yeah yeah. Aww. I was very happy to see an explanation of his uh, T-shirt that he was wearing yes. all through season one. We, we had never heard uh, the, um, what, something, Mutt Murphy? No. Muggs uh, Murphy. Muggs Murphy. Muggs Murphy. Murphy, yeah. I, I had, I'd like, remember I mentioned that T-shirt several, several times early on, but uh, I never knew that it was called Muggs Murphy. Am I right in saying, Shane, and I'm going to yeah. be hated for this okay. if I'm wrong, okay. but that is the logo from the last Dimension Jump? Uh, I can't honestly remember what the logo of the last Dimension Jump was, to be on the okay, truth, so, so I'm hated as well. Failure uh, as a fan. No, because, because I should know, because Jonathan has worn that t-shirt in front of me, but I think it's that. <laughs> I think it's Muggs Murphy, and that was the last logo. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. I've got Muggs Murphy. I've got the truly disgusting uh, curry sock incident. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, D- did we? Sorry. Did we talk about the Medibot much? Or? No. no. Ah, there's something that could be cut. Yeah, the Medibot and the alarm clock. Yep. I yeah, know people that- People love the talking appliance gags, but they have never done much for me. <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't great, but I did think that um, Chris Barry did a really good impression of Tony, Tony Hawk's. Hawks. Yes. <laughs> and I have to say, it was better than the season 10 Medibot. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, and that's what But you don't have to go very far. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't, you don't. <laughs> Yeah, at least it. I mean, it was just obviously just a show of of the electri- electronics have gone mad or were never that great quality in the first place. I think mm-hmm. probably that's more it. It was just everything on this ship was cheap and functional at the time, but now everything's just deranged. <laughs> True enough. Yeah, but I guess as a running gag, things built on Titan being horrible that would have worked, I guess, but. I don't think that really ever made it into the show, did it? I mean, just everything was horrible, period. It didn't go that far. No, no. Just And the toast. Was the toaster on Titan, did you say? I don't talkie, talkie toaster. Well, the talkie toaster had AI, was the thing. I don't think it was crap. I think it was that it had too good a software for its functionality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what else can we talk about? Uh, I did like the gag where, uh, the cat growls at Rimmer and Lister does the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was fun. Yeah. But I I mean, I was going to say again, Rimmer standing up to, to the cat and he did do it slightly, but, uh, why has he suddenly become this guy that I'm taking charge and this is some sort of being that I've never met and I'm going to threaten him. <laughs> but I did like the idea that the cat just ignored him and went, right, okay, and went, oh, no, because that's going to be a quote. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write down any. A, a repeated quote. Me neither. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a neat concept, and 
I think there were some things that really worked, and really the beginning when they were when there were there was I think richer Rimmer Lister interaction, and and they were playing off each other. Uh, you know the characters, not the actors, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I was thinking, wow, yeah, this this could have been better than what they put on screen. But then I felt like the ending was kind of rushed, and they they saved the whole plot until the last couple minutes. And then yeah. I was like, well, okay, I see why they made the changes they did, and they they carried mm-hmm. over a lot of of what worked anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, and if they had made this, then I don't think we could have gotten to the gazpacho soup scene, which I think is the pinnacle of season one. Like, that worked a lot better than some of Rimmer's, like, going off the deep end, I want to build my own body things, hmm. you know? Plus, why would he want to build his own body after out of Lister parts? <laughs> Elfie agrees. Yeah, it was a bit strange. Elfie does agree. <laughs> I know. But it was a bit strange even with it. You know, I know he was supposed to be going off the deep end, but he, yeah, with the books and saying, well, I could do it. And I could, he, I don't think he ever believes in himself that strongly to say, right, that's it. The crew's dead. I need to take control. I can do it. No, he'd be carrying behind someone else going, let that guy do it, and I'll, um, you know. Well, well, he does go through some delusions of, I can do this. I mean, astronav exam much? (laughs) Yeah. And I suppose meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I don't know, um... I don't know that I guess the aggression mm. was a bit odd because yeah. I think the way that me squared or me too, or however you want to say that episode's <laughs> name, I think the way that worked out for the best was you had an aggressive rimmer, but you know, you could explain it because, you know, he was a bit off or he had someone else to play off. Yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas you had sort of Rimmer Prime where, you know, he could be less aggressive and just sort of have all of those personality things throw off each other. Mm. Him being aggressive for aggression's sake didn't quite work. Yeah, it just it would have it would have started as a a, a very difficult road to go down. Um him just being so immediately aggressive I'm taking charge and you are this and I'm doing this and yeah and he just to build up with him being slightly humble because I think you know in in the first few episodes he was saying yeah I'm dead but he wasn't aggressive about it it was yeah I'm dead well you know it, it was yeah He'd found mm-hmm. a, a sadness about it and he was upset and he was trying to clasp onto something. It wasn't just, right, I'm dead. This is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's a difficult story arc to carry off, I guess. So, mm-hmm. I did enjoy the um, Lister repeating that everybody's dead line <laughs> during roll call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, it d- didn't I, I might I might be mistaken at this point, but didn't when he sat everyone down, didn't Rimmer imitate one of the dead crewmates' voices? Yeah, so, uh, Lister list <laughs> did. Oh, list, oh, okay, Lister. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was like present. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we got our uh, we got our our. Typical, I mentioned this earlier, but yeah, discrepancy in how many people were on Red Dwarf. Now we're down. Um, we're down to a crew of 169 <laughs> instead of 1,169. Well, they weren't counting the people in the prison. In the prison. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's forget about the people. Oh. <laughs> Oh, season Except eight. Crazy. They're yeah. in and out of stasis and through time warps and black holes, and they it doesn't matter as long as it well, has sixty nine at the end. It's... 
Well, this episode took place in about five different alternate dimensions. Yes. Depending on what yes. we were talking about. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, although, one thing, if they had filmed this episode, I would have been interested to see what they did with the effects to get uh, to get Lister bald and eyebrowless. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Swimming cap and a few blotches of red on the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elfie <laughs> mm. finds that offensive. <laughs> it, uh, this actually reminds me a bit of uh, Shada. I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen that Doctor Who episode. Which episode? What's the plot now? Yes, yes, I have. Shada, it's the Tom Baker. Possibly not. Um, it was a, it was a script that was un, well unfinished, and they remounted it as a uh, as a cartoon. Uh, no, no, we, we saw, never that. saw that. No, yeah. Yeah. we saw a lot of what was actually aired, but not uh, <laughs> not that. We haven't watched all of what was aired, so we're not getting to the things that weren't aired. Yeah. <laughs> and it was and it was and it was just. Remounted as a still card, well, like what we like what, like what we got here, basically. Mm-hmm. Story, and it's, yeah, and it's it's yeah, it's very very similar in style. Cool. Uh, did did Tom Baker do the voices and everything? No, I'm afraid. I'm, no, I'm afraid not. No. Oh well, that makes me less interested in it. No, it's, it was Paul Jones as the Doctor, and because uh, if there was any. Anyone that's hard to imitate, it's got to be Tom Baker. What a voice that guy has. Mm. Yes, very recognizable. I mean, it would be really difficult like, to... Not, you know, not one in a thousand him. in the UK wouldn't recognize him as soon as they... <laughs> to redeem myself, I was going to say Paul Jones. Isn't he to do with Hitchhikers to, uh, Hitchhikers to the Guide to the Galaxy? Of the... I've completely screwed my words up now. <laughs> Paul Jones? Uh, uh, I believe so, actually. You're right. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I got it right on seventh try. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But oh. yeah, I think... Wait, Simon I Jones? Think Simon Jones. No, Paul and Jones. Paul Jones. And Paul Jones. No, they were both related in some way, and now I'm really letting myself down because I think si- one of them acted, Simon one of them acted Jones, and one of them read it. Simon Jones was Arthur Dent. And one of them read it. Okay. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Peter Jones was the narrator. Oh, damn. Ugh. Well, Jones is a very common name. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing I haven't mentioned yet is uh, where the old script ended when the new script began. They actually wrote up to the point where the two listeners meet each other for the first time. Mm. Oh, that's where they would have ended. Well, that's what they've... Oh, oh sorry, sorry. I understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Weird. No, I think all in all, uh, having two rimmers drive each other crazy was, was probably the right call. Yeah. Indeed. Having as much Chris Barry in it as possible is yes. And I mean, this this was telling with this. I mean, it's the first time that I'd heard it or seen it. Mm. And I just thought it was amazing because he, I mean, he obviously does the impression so well. Yeah, he does. But he's just a brilliant storyteller either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just is. so easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. Certainly is. That's why I haven't re- listened to the first, sorry, read the first two books in years because I, I, I never want to listen to them. Yeah, he's good with all of them. His his Holly is is well. Then again, I guess to be fair, the more distinct and the more like unusual somebody's accent is, the the easier it is to do an impression of them. And so Crichton's mm-hmm. bizarre act, you know, half Canadian, half British accent, and then, um, and then Norman Lovett's iconic Holly delivery are probably a bit easier to do than. Than, than even Lister. And, you know, some people complain about his Lister, but to me, hearing him, because of course, there's, there's more dialogue on that than you get in a, in a lot of episodes. 
hearing um, Chris Berry's take on Lister's accent helped me to figure out some of the the weird vowel combinations and and quirks of, <laughs> of the Scouse accent that that I haven't quite been able to hear with uh, uh, with with the real one. Yeah, but I I think it might have been uh, Craig Charles complaining about his accent on that one. They had a bit of a falling out, didn't they? Really? They yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they, <laughs> Craig Charles Charles got quite pissed off about his accent or yes. his impression. His um, impre- but I think it was pretty spot on. But <laughs> It sounded a lot like, I mean, Craig Charles delivered some lines, especially in like seasons one and one through three, maybe. Yeah. In that accent. But then not, I mean, that was even about half the time. And then it was, it's weird. Like how mm-hmm. it was and wasn't Craig Charles's accent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was insulting though. No. It wasn't. I think that they did have a falling out during body swap though, didn't they, Shane? That- uh, they, they definitely did have a uh, falling out. I just can't, honestly can't remember where it was, but yeah, they, they had it. Was, a- yeah. I mean, it, it was <laughs> when they were obviously, they, they didn't, oh God, what am I trying to say? That they didn't, they didn't dub things over. <sighs> What did they do? They just, yeah, they, um, they they kept the same voice, but yeah. did they, they had to act? They had to act out the whole scene with you know going through it, and, and they had to match the the mouth movements. Right. And Craig Charles sort of felt that that Chris Barry was taking the mick mm. quite harshly. Yeah, they, they yeah they <laughs> did have a major major falling out. Hmm. That happens when people work together for a long yeah. time. Or, it's usually about something else. Or in the case of Norman Lovett, when they work together a very short time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Someone takes away their football. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw that special finally, the Red Dwarf A to Z. And, ah, uh, cool. That was a lot of fun. It's like, I threw a hissy fit and someone <laughs> took my football. You're not going to get another <laughs> line out of me. <laughs> Until I get my football back. <laughs> oh lord! Oh dear! Yeah, oh, dear, I, I dear. mean, I think the falling outs were, were sort of placated slightly, but the the Norman Lovett one, I'm gonna probably look like an idiot here, but I think he was very unreasonable and was sort of grumpy old man, hmm. wanting more than you know, wanting more respect than than was deserved. And so it was a big falling out. But, you know... Well, maybe not I respect, think, but maybe, like, special like, attention. Hmm, maybe. And so it all, it all went a bit sour. And when it's not a big budget thing, things like that get a little bit sort of blown out of proportion. Norman Levitt can be a very, very grumpy old man if he wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> but not, yeah. not as much as Walter Matthau. <laughs> I was going to say, people impersonating different people's accents nothing to worry about because we all know that's fine <laughs> I'm leaving the show <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to see Hedy Haybridge come back so. yeah she was awesome yeah she was she was and uh, well god it was going back to ages ago now I'm sorry we're supposed to be talking about something else but how they did that how they moved it from a, a male character to a female character and kept her as funny i think and mm-hmm. kept all the lines sort of going and and everything else i think they did amazingly well there if you're going to go on to what that lines she had yeah but, say, if yeah, you're go but i was on backwards if i was on backwards <laughs> you would have heard it then <laughs> she was never given much to do was she yeah well, some of her best scenes were Patty saying, hey, what about I do this? Yes. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, you're here. Okay, you can do that. Which, <laughs> again, that prob- a lot of that probably comes down to they had Crichton. And if you've got a an android, then there's your exposition guy. So Holly no yeah. longer has a purpose. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like Robin, Robin Doug can't write for more than four characters at a time. <laughs> They lose track of everybody. Yeah, that is true. 
yeah, perhaps you're right. It's not necessarily women they can't write for. It's just an extra. Well, they really can't write for women. I yeah. mean, just. <laughs> but I mean, really what, one extra character with more than two dimensions they, they can't write for. But anyway, I d- this was a fine episode. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right. So, so anything else about the actual episode? No. No, I'm pretty much all out. Yep. Chris Barry is fun. He is. Chris Barry is amazing. Like that he is. Right. Um. So I suppose I don't know. Oh yeah, we do need to do an ad because I told somebody we would do an ad. Hey. Um. So we're going to stop for a minute here, do an ad, and then we'll come back. Uh. Possibly look at feedback and maybe do some quotes and rate and I don't know, go through the motions because this is kind of an odd episode to to do (laughs) any of that for but there you go At the edge of the universe when the future is in peril Got Cardassians on our back doorstep One man faces an impossible mission I will do the job I've been ordered to do Sir, to protect a defenseless space station I don't believe the Federation has any business being here Command of our tested crew and to relive a deadly encounter. You will disarm your weapons. Join Harry and Peter on the broadcast for Smut and Starships as they begin their coverage of Deep Space Nine with Emissary, recording 20th of March. All feedback welcome via broadcast at geekplanetonline.com, the Geek Planet Online forums, or our Tumblr site, broadcast.tumblr.com. And we're back. See, that that's how you do it there, Sam. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was greatly amused by that. Uh, we are back, and it is time for some feedback because we have some. Uh, let's see here. We will start with Jeffrey Brook, who says, "I thought Body Snatcher might have been more interesting than Body Swap was, but I don't see how you could have extended it to be a full episode." Hmm. Wait, what? Oh, I think he got confused. He says later on, "I sorry, I got confused." Or confuzzled. Oh, body, body swap, swap and me squared. Me. Gotcha. Which I actually put the call out for feedback on the Twitters as we're going to review body swap. Again. And Nick was nice enough to say, I think you mean body snatcher. Honey. Yes. Like, okay. Fine. Uh, let's see. Love you. Want to read Ewan? Ewan Ancorn says, uh, like me squared or me too or however you say it. Uh, but not as good. It's still an interesting episode, and it does explore why Holly picked Rimmer to come back as a hologram in greater depth, which I would argue that they covered that in Confidence and no, 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 uh, uh, Balance of Power. But anyway, uh, I really like the Scudders, too. You'll notice several bits and pieces from other Series 1 episodes, plus Cat seems rather more aggressive than in the actual series. Hmm. Well, you know, he had to look big. <laughs> Am I remembering correctly that in the book that Holly lied and essentially Rimmers was yeah. the only usable disc? Well, it did say uh, he's the one to uh, he's the only one to keep you sane. Holly lied. Yeah, yeah. I and they didn't much, go yeah. any further in that. Okay. I, I pretty much it just implied that Holly was eccentric, lazy. He'd sort of looked through the words that he'd said to him but also probably didn't think that it was the best idea but at this point couldn't give a crap <laughs> yeah yeah and that's i don't want to jump too far into our book reviews there but i do like mm-hmm. that they focused more on the whole um computer senility thing with mm-hmm. holly instead of waiting until uh hilly came along yeah and um just to add, Cat was aggressive in Balance of Power when uh, he got, like, the six fish plates. Yeah. And yeah. Rimmer came along and was like, and he's like, don't take my fish. I don't even want your fish. Well, don't take it. Because <laughs> these are my fish. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, oh, and speaking, speak of the devil, it's Sam. Somebody read Sam. It's... <laughs> Sam Highland writes, it's fairly good. Some of the strongest stuff would be put, put into other episodes. I think the biggest loss is Rimmer's roll call, even though he already knows only this to who survived. 
Me squared that worked a lot better as the prospect of two rumours gives a lot more room for neurotic comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I should have and read Sam because he did an impression of me. I should have returned the favor. Yes. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, on the Twitters, uh, Claire says, after, you know, Nick Quinn kindly corrected me, um, uh, let's see, really good, uh, Claire Calvert says, Really good for an unproduced <clears throat> script. You can see why bits made it into the other shows. The fire would have been hard to stage. But it's a shame the roll call and scutter fight scenes never made it on the show. A lovely bonus for Red Dwarf fans. Thank you, Claire. Cool. Um, okay, thank you for the feedback. And now it is time for Quotes. And I, I, uh, ratings. 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 Ratings first, then quotes. Now it is time for ratings, as I said. <laughs> um, I honestly don't have any quotes, so ratings, ratings, yay. Um, yay. Rosie, you're a guest. Go first. I am going to go for... 8 out of 10. Dozy bastards. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> they said well, that, I, right? <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. I am going to go for, uh, I think seven out of ten. Um, uh, uh, curry boots. You. Yeah. Shade. I'm going to have to split the mid, and I'm going to have to go seven and a half, seven and a half fighting scutters. Mm. And I will go. I will be the low judge. I, I will be the Russian judge and invade Ukraine. I mean, uh, and uh, give the low <laughs> oh, rating, no, which is no. six point seven five uh, missing eyebrows out of ten. Awfully ripped out eyebrows. I cringed <laughs> that scene. Right. But yeah, I think they, like we've said. They had some good ideas there. Probably getting delayed uh, was ultimately a benefit. It gave them maybe some time to to recast and replan some things and, and get a better end result. I did like the fella on the uh, Red Dwarf A to Z that was like, well, they should have never made a sci-fi comedy. It was a stupid idea in the first place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hard to sell. <laughs> mm. So, uh, now mm. quotes. I don't um, have any. <laughs> Shall I, I go ahead? I yes. Have, uh, I only you. just wrote one down briefly. <laughs> you do all of the quoting you want. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was all awful. Oh, no, sorry. Awful. That's what you hey, get when you're in... ratings. This is quotes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm taking a deep sigh and carrying on. <laughs> Keep calm and carry on. I am, yes. I am keeping very calm and carrying on. I've seen it on Facebook. <laughs> Awful is what happens when you're in the back of the car with somebody and you find they have testicles. Something like that. Fumbling, I think they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Shane, did you have any quotes? Uh, I didn't actually know. Yeah. <laughs> well, can I say Here. mine again? Go Share ahead. It. Go, 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 take it, take it, take it. Okay, hit the dozy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Not that hard. <laughs> yeah, very quotable scene all the way through the, uh, the scutter scene there. <laughs> the... And I love that how Rimmer was projecting onto the scutter. Oh, do you just want to be a lowly service bot the rest of your life and clean floors? And they were happy. Nod, with, yeah, nod, nods nod. happily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, putting his own failed expectations onto the scutters like a bad parrot. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like his bad parent. In Indeed. Effect. Indeed. Or, <laughs> yeah. But I think if everyone's done with quotes, then mm-hmm. I think I'd just say that I, I think they 
possibly pushed the boundaries. I mean, I know it wasn't a, a completely written episode, and this probably did happen throughout, but they pushed the boundaries where swears were concerned. Um, really? Mm, I think well, I, they I, probably I, did the drafts and then sort of, you know, ended up with one in or one there and yeah. left it in context. But this one, you know, it was possibly slightly too much the other way. You see, I have to, I, it's weird because we have different standards of swearing in, in the UK and the US. And so, so like a lot of swears that are used casually here are horrific over there. And then a lot of y'all swears that are considered just incredibly rude to us sound very quaint. And so, <laughs> so I, I sometimes don't pick up when there's a lot of swearing in, in an episode. I think it was the set, they said bastard several times. Which is extremely mild just, over here, and I understand rather more. It's mild, and it's and it's mild over here and tolerated. But I think the thing is, is that it's like if you're going to swear, do it so it's a sort of not a shock element, but it's it's in context and it's funny. Mm-hmm. Don't just keep saying bastard because it's you mm-hmm. know because we need to do that. So uh, that's, that's that may be I... that may be why they sort of moved to goit and they're more and more fa- fanciful curses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think brats. Oh wait, because they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they do want to swear <laughs> and they have to pick. Yeah, and they they don't want to keep doing the same ones. So what yeah, the frack. <laughs> yeah, Indeed. smeg smeggers smegging. Or they can just switch it all to Chinese and get get by the censors. <laughs> get, get yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh. Well, I reckon we are about done. I think so. I love that I can say "reckon" on this podcast, since most folks are British and will understand it. <sighs> and not look down on you for it. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Am I bothered? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do I look bothered? My face? (sighs) Is my face bothered? No. I am. All right. So, uh, join us next time. Hey, Shane. Yes, hello. What are we doing next time? We're doing uh, Identity Within. Identity Within. So, we have to predict... And I have not looked ahead. I I think yeah. I did I did see the title when I was trying to remember the title of this one, and I was like unaired scripts. Uh, but no, I have not uh, seen anything to do with the plot. So, what is identity within about love? Okay, well, just like this, I think it's going to be rather similar to other episodes. Mm-hmm. Before uh, because... before, you, before you start, uh, I don't think this is a spoiler, but we are jumping ahead to the seventh season. Okay, okay. seventh okay. season. Yeah. Okay, so I think it's going to be episodes that have been sort of cannibalized, um, or, you know, this episode being unproduced because uh, Doug is never going to, you know, not use things um, later on. So I think it's going to end up being very similar to... um, Oh, I had an idea, and it completely left my head. Heath, you go ahead. <laughs> I know. Well, let's see. If we're in the seventh season, uh, I'm <laughs> going to make an assumption that it will be an episode what has Kachansky in it, even though she was not in the first couple ups there. So, and because there, we need more Kachansky episodes, so I'm going to make up one, whether it is or not. Um, <laughs> Identity Within... Kachansky. Um, oh god, is am I thinking this because there's like already a body swap thing going on here? But so identity within who is in what body? I'm gonna think it's it's gonna be a round robin body swap episode, and it's going to put Lister in a situation where he's weirded out because he's attracted to Kachansky's body, which is currently inhabited by Rimmer. Boom. How about that? So blue too. Yes, kind of. <laughs> uh, like I said, it. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. No, I, I I'm gonna go with the same uh, sort of uh, body swap theme, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be round robin and um, just because it was the most annoying thing about season seven, it's gonna be uh, Crichton and Kachansky swapping bodies. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you may be right. You may be right. The only other possibility that comes to mind besides a body swap within the crew when we talk about identity within, we did have Epideme, which was mm-hmm. an identity within someone. So, I don't know, it could be a variation on Epideme as far as them being infected by pers- sentient viruses or diseases. But no, I think I'm I'm laying my, my chips on body swap uh, where... Yeah, somebody is in Kachansky's body besides Kachansky, and Lister dealing with that. And not in a dirty way. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> in a... Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> so, next week, find out if we're just completely off base. We probably are. Um, probably. Yeah. Oh, you always are. Indeed. Not so. always. No, I, never. <laughs> Good job at predicting things. My theories are awesome. Good job. Um, Thank you. So join us next week as we do uh, Red Dwarf after Red Dwarf. Um, <laughs> Rosie, <laughs> thanks for stopping by as always. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, oh, so oh, yeah, we didn't. But do you want to give a quick shout out? We've already mentioned aboard the night bus. Uh, yeah, okay, aboard the night bus, the Harry Potter uh, chapter-by-chapter read-through, and also chapter now Know This, which uh, is, uh, it's got its first episode on iTunes. Uh, the Doctor Who one is coming soon, and then the video games one is coming the week after. So, we will continue in that. <laughs> we will continue oh. in just picking random subjects and seeing where it goes. <laughs> Also, listen to Through the Pages of Sherlock Holmes. It's awesome. We talk about Sherlock Holmes. It is. And listen to Down Below, the Babylon 5 podcast that Shane keeps, you know, going to. Yes. (laughs) I keep randomly appearing on, yes. And then after we're finally done red dwarfing, Shane, you're moving to which one? I'm moving on to the prisoner. Cool. All right. Uh, Well, thanks for listening. We will be back uh, in a bit. Bye. 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 Hi, listeners. This is Future Heath, uh, currently editing the episode. Hey, uh, do you ever wonder what we get into uh, during the pause there where we insert the ad and then I go back and delete all of our random chatter? Uh, Well, I've decided to give you just a taste of that because I thought you might get a kick out of it. Enjoy. Oh, you can't get on my lap. You're like a thousand pounds. You're going to break my legs someday. Yes, we weighed Elfie. She weighs right at 25 pounds. And when she decides that she wants to stay somewhere, she has a mutant ability to, like, triple her weight. 25 <laughs> pounds? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just over two stone. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Stone is, like, the weirdest form of measurement that I've ever heard. Like, if you think about it, and you haven't been around it your entire life, it makes no sense. It doesn't, because, you, you know, then you don't, you say sort of eight and a half stone, doesn't sound, it's, it's sort of about that. But when you go down to pounds, and it's sort of, I don't know, more intricate yeah. to say that, then... You have scales that, like, measure, oh, you're at this many pounds, which is this many stone. Yes. Awesome. Weird. <laughs> I actually... Like, I'm picturing, like, whenever people write, oh, I lost a stone. And I'm like, well, where'd you put it? <laughs> Did you throw I, uh... it? <laughs> I lost 10 pounds on the horses. <laughs>
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. amazing joke. I do that all the time <laughs> when somebody says, "Yeah, I, I lost, I lost fifteen pounds." I'm like, "Well, you shouldn't gamble in Britain." Um, <laughs> Blurb. Yeah. I mean, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my issue with cups now. <laughs> the dry measure versus liquid measure thing. Yes. Yeah, it's confusing. Mm, cups. What is that? I have several cups in my cupboard. They're all different. A cup is eight fluid ounces. Ugh. <laughs> to make it easy, just give me a cup that's exactly that. <laughs> Not a mug that I put my tea in. Well, yeah, that's what we do. We have measuring cups. Oh. Next on cooking class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just got to give it a little stir. Here we go. Oh, we lock a bit of that, don't we? <laughs> We're going to throw the flour. Throw it. There you go. Let's have a cooking contest. No. No. No, no cooking. Oh. Sorry. Okay. No. I shouldn't have said the thing. I do apologize.